0: You're listening to The News and Why It Matters, On Demand.
1: This is The News
0: and Why why why,
1: why It Matters. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to The News and Why It Matters. Uh, Pat Gray, we are so lucky to have Pat Gray back with us. <gasps> Aren't
2: we? Yes. Oh my gosh. Hey,
1: what was <laughs> what the top story for you, Pat? Um,
2: I think the... Um just the nastiness about uh, religion now, and people are so open about their hostility towards thoughts and prayers. Uh, it's fascinating.
1: Okay, Jason.
0: There's some crazy junk going on in Florida right now. And uh, Rick crazy. Scott. Crazy, is
1: that a technical term?
0: Uh, yes, junk? and yeah, crazy junk. <laughs> as, as opposed to the usual plateau of sanity. <laughs> yeah.
1: in, Florida. Sort of Florida. in Florida, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, but Rick Scott ain't having none of that.
1: Okay, all right. Andrew.
3: We're going to talk about how California is fighting against uh, going into 21st century education. They're stuck in the 20th century.
1: All right. Uh, before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So apparently, and I had no idea until I heard Pat, you, and Stu and Glenn talking about this, but home title mm-hmm. fraud is one of the fastest growing crimes in the country.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's, it can be a super costly one. It yeah. can ruin your life, frankly, because... The, uh, what they do with this when they steal your mortgage is take out uh, a home equity line of credit against your home, and then you get stuck with that bill, and that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: And, I, and they can even sell your house. Right
2: out right from underneath. And you have
1: you. no idea. Yeah. And you um, can't do anything about it.
2: It took them 15 minutes to transfer my information from the, the uh, title that they found online over to the quit title deed, and then they forged my signature, wow. and they That's essentially terrifying. owned my home.
1: That is wow. absolutely terrifying. It's amazing. Yeah. Apparently,
2: the elderly are, are yes. very big time targets of this. Yeah, they already have a lot of equity. This would be really such a noticing. great Christmas gift for your elderly parents mm-hmm. or your yes. grandparents. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you can go to hometitlelock.com. And uh, when you sign up, you can get the $100 search for free. So you can search and make sure that you or your loved ones have not already been a victim. Because you wouldn't know. That's the whole point. Uh, again, that's hometitlelock.com. Get your $100 mm-hmm. search for free when you sign up. All right, Pat. Um, Actually, before we get into this, I would like to say, in case anyone watching and not listening in the podcast, if you see like some sort of, um, it looks like a cloud here, it's because imagine that you were sitting in a freezer, and then imagine that it was (laughs) 10 times colder than that, and that's how cold it is in the studio right now. So if you see, it's just our breath that you see. (laughs) Pat.
2: Um. Well, it's not that important. You know, it's not as important as how cold it is in this
3: <laughs> I, I thought I was uh, saying auras. Is that not what i was saying? <laughs> no. I like
2: not. <laughs> right. Uh, so, for a while now, it's been going the direction of people just being openly hostile to Christians and Jews even and uh, religious not, people.
1: Not Muslims. Not
2: Muslims. You can't be... You're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. Um, so, every time somebody offers thoughts and prayers... they're not saying that's the only thing we're going to do. They're saying that in addition to whatever else happens here, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. And all of a sudden, I guess it's become a really terrible thing to say and do, um, according to Chris Cuomo, who said this yesterday. The only consensus there is is in a canard, and here it is. First, I would like
3: to offer my thoughts and prayers.
2: Because that's what you do when you offer thoughts and prayers. You mock those who lost loved ones. Because if you gave it any thought at all, you would never walk away from any of these without figuring out a better way to deal with them. And prayer, you think leaving it to God is the answer? We pray for strength. We pray for wisdom, for resolve. But we clearly don't want to act on any of those here. So what are you praying for? Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, you can be praying for comfort for the people involved. You can be praying for healing for those who have been injured and wounded and, the way he and said, damaged. God, yeah, he, he was yeah. very like that, very hostile.
1: I mean, the way he said th- thoughts and prayers, mocking God. Yes,
0: absolutely. If if, mm-hmm. if it's not out of bounds to to mock and mimic and make fun of Christians for for praying, why is it not out of bounds to mock California gun laws that? Have not stopped the sing. Have, have have done a horrible job. We just, Stu was talking yesterday that California leads the nation in mass shootings for crying out loud. Why is it not out of bounds to mock their gun laws? Again, which are the, probably the strictest in the nation. I would say unconstitutional,
2: because I've lived there. It's very unconstitutional, their laws. Why can't we mock that? It's close between Chicago, California, yeah. and D.C. It's insane. Uh, those are terrible laws. And it's insane. Yeah, it is.
3: There, um, there, there tends to be this, I think, this uh, position that uh, is frequently trumpeted that, that um, gun control and conversations about it are completely binary, that you're either for or anti-gun. And I think we're seeing the, the flip mm-hmm. side with him right there. Like, why can't you just vote gun control? And it's like, well, what are you talking about? Right. And, like, I this is absolutely 100% a national conversation we'd be having, uh, should be doing. What, why are we having mass shootings? What's causing it? How do we deal with it? 100% we should be talking about this. Yes. But no one wants to talk about that. No, no one wants to talk about it. And I'll say, like, it... it um, Dead kids make bad laws. And, like, and that's, that sounds very harsh, but if you want to actually assess this, the best way to do it is to take a breath and go, let's look at situation. the situation. The terrible shooting that happened a couple of days ago was with a handgun. Um, that's not what most gun laws are targeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, most gun laws are targeting other things. So like, let's talk about that kind of thing. Um, and it's not this just you're either pro or anti-gun. And-, well, and
1: the only thing that they want to say when they want to offer up any kind of, um, any kind of example of gun control, they just say common sense yeah right what what does that mean that yeah. could mean a completely different thing to
2: different people common sense is not i mean to anybody who who supports the second amendment common sense gun control is not banning guns it's it's not banning any of these weapons that are legally available to americans uh and they set up these straw man arguments like if you say um we need to do something about the health care in this country that's you're doing nothing about about the problem because they don't agree that that's the problem. They only focus on the guns while they accuse us of only focusing on the health care or whatever, anything but the gun. But like Andrew said, we've got to figure out why this is going on. What is happen- happening to people in America? Is there help that they could receive beforehand? Because clearly this guy, as a former Marine dealing with PTSD or who knows what was going on. But there had to be some warning signs in his life.
1: I did read that there that there were. He did have a couple of brush ups with the the law. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
1: um, you know, I mean, it it seems to be that if there were if the law enforcement agencies who dealt with him in the moment, maybe followed through on a couple different things, which is, again, what we saw in um, at Parkland. Mm-hmm. you know the shooter there there were warning signs there were there were measures in that, that case law there were like 36 could
2: warning signs right. along the way right
1: right and they're not taking them so right. it's interesting that we jump straight to gun control when there are there are measures that are either in place now or could be put in place that would allow law enforcement agencies to you know get a handle on this before it comes to this
0: i'm very worried uh well There's no I don't I can't remember when there's been more I think combat actual combat veterans since I don't know since maybe Vietnam that have just been kind of out there uh, right now that are dealing with severe like mental issues Mm -hmm. I've known a lot of them I've been in combat with a lot of them when a lot of just people and humans you know they deal with that kind of stress very differently Mm -hmm. so some people are legitimately hurting and very very sick. Um, And there's a there's a very large majority of them out there. Mm -hmm. Many times those just that just doesn't even go reported. I mean, that type Mm -hmm. of guy, um, you know, that that attitude, they they don't want to talk about, you know, that. Um, But on the flip side, there's another thing that worries me about it, especially when these attacks happen from veterans, is that many, many veterans. When they out-process, they go through this like military out-processing thing, where um, they get spoken to by like a—I can't remember—it's like a—it's—it's it's like a career counselor type thing. Once you get out, they say, "Hey, these are your options," but they also help you say, "Look, these are your benefits that you can get—you know—that you got while you were served." So if you, let's say, they'll say, "Hey, ever been in combat?" Those people raise their hand. Okay, you and you. Um, do, you do you have any kind of PTSD? And they're like, "No, nah, you know what do you mean?" Oh, oh, so you've never had a nightmare? That right there, mark a nightmare down, that's going to be $50 a month. Now, who's ever like woken up in a cold sweat? Right. You know, OK, yeah, yeah, I have. OK, mark that down right there. They're like almost like I don't know if this is for, a, you know, a vast majority, but this is my experience. And every single one of my friends were checking those down so they could get those monthly paychecks. Uh. Now, what happens if more of these attacks start happening and they say, OK, I want all the records on, you know, the government says I want all the records of any veteran that came back from war and then mark down they had PTSD. You, you, you and you, all these thousands of people, you are now, you know, the Second Amendment doesn't apply to you guys now. I think that's a very legitimate concern that I could see coming up in the very near future if we see more Mm. things like this. You start seeing people like saying, look, do something about it. Don't not just thoughts and prayers. What are we going to do? Okay, well, let's find all the veterans. And everyone that marked down PTSD, let's take all their guns away. Very possible. Can
3: can I I lurch back to your earlier point, Pat, about just kind of the general contempt there, stepping away from gun control for a second? Uh, I'm not terribly religious, but I generally get along pretty well with religious people. Uh, My undergraduate degree was in religious studies. And I think right now we're seeing a period where as um, civil society in general is atrophying, but religious memberships also declining, people are kind of taking that transcendent um, sense of being a part of something and applying it to politics. Mm -hmm. Um, I see that all the time where it's like, you know, I, we, we talked about kind of the, the fanboy status Beto had, which almost has like, a, like Obama had this kind of messianic thing. Trump has that messianic figure thing with a lot of his supporters. Uh, and, uh, and that happens as, as civil society declines. Um, when I was in New York, uh, I, I encountered a lot of that anti-religious uh, element going on. And what I found interesting about it was there was this kind of, um, um, kind of pattern of like, you know, well, you're from Oklahoma. People, they're stupid. They, they pray. That's dumb. We don't do that. What we do is we go to protests. And we uh, we sing songs that make us feel good about our values, and we uh, we hang out with everybody we usually do on Sunday, and uh, and and then we uh, we you know we feel like we're a part of something bigger than us. And I'm like, right, that's religion. Wow. You've got religion. You just cut out Jesus so and put it in politics.
2: they've actual religion with their ideology. I think it's now so. Their religion. I, I think that that's what's happening a lot I, of the time. I think so too.
1: And to go along with that, really quickly, um, I read there was a study that came out that um, they studied people's brains whenever their beliefs were challenged. So it wasn't just their political beliefs. It would be like, you know, a belief about, you know, Albert Einstein or something like that. So completely non-political and then a political belief. And so they found that when people's political beliefs were challenged... Um, more areas of their brain lit up in uh, the MRI. So it really? wasn't just one part of their brain. It was also their amygdala. So they oh, were wow. actually processing it as like a fight or flight. Gotcha. You're challenging my so entire it, well, this identity. Isn't, this
3: isn't like an empirical discussion mm-hmm. we're having. You're attacking me and my tribe. Correct. Yeah.
1: Right. Like you are attacking my identity right. to challenge my political belief. But it wasn't like that with the other ones. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, which so is, so it's
3: more easy to talk about like Methodism than it is to talk about like <laughs> being a Republican or a Democrat? That's
0: interesting. Apparently. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Jason.
0: Um, so what the heck is going on in Florida? Yeah. And this is like to me, this is going beyond like some kind of like hanging Chad type of situation. I mean, some of the things that are like out are just allegations right now. But OK, so for one, I'll just start from the top. Um, there's multiple laws being broken by Broward County in specific uh, about um, when they're supposed to report election results. So by Florida state law. Uh, I think it's uh, 30 minutes after the polls close on on Tuesday, they were supposed to turn over all of the uh, vote counts from both early voting and uh, mail-in votes. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to turn all that over. It's been, what, four days since the election? They still haven't turned those over yet.
1: And well. they don't have a good. excuse
0: yeah, have as they? To why. Yeah, have they proffered a reason wow. as to why they're doing that? Suppose, like, so like a Florida holiday or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, they're being so evasive. Like yeah. the 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 election supervisor uh, keeps saying that she doesn't know how many more votes are out there. She's like, I, I just, I, she goes, I don't even know how many. And then every once in a while, like usually in the late hours of night, she'll just release. She'll just do a dump of like several thousand votes, and they are always mysteriously. Benefiting Democrats. Do they have like, um, like
3: I, you know, I voted for the first time in Texas this election, and I'm I'm registered in Travis County because I thought I was going to be living in Austin, uh, and uh, I ended up the the day the day of the election, I, I spent like thirty dollars getting it sent in because uh, by by Texas laws I understand it it has to be postmarked that day and get to there the following yeah. day before five o'clock, mm-hmm. and the the guy at the post office was kind of trying to argue me out of it. It was like you're you're spending thirty dollars. Like no, it's very important to me that I do this. <laughs> but there was like a there was like a draw gate that or a, a drawbridge that would come down and it so this was or something like that in florida where it's like sorry guys like if it's not arriving here by a certain time I don't, I don't, I don't think so.
0: Is it, well, there it it, it, well, it probably it is, be, but it kind of yeah. sounds like they're just doing it very willy nilly. Mm-hmm. So willy nilly, in fact, there was a video, and this will start playing here in a second. I'll just talk over it. But a video showed up. Someone took this picture of bags. What well, you see on the ground there are bags of votes. These little blue bags of votes. Why are construction workers and handling the votes? I know. There's no chain of custody on this, <laughs> and they're taking these votes and putting them on these. Is that it, a and Delorean? And, <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> like Doc Brown delivering the <laughs> votes. But that's a good point. They're private vehicles. These private Private vehicles are transporting these votes and they're putting them on these rental trucks. Where the heck are they going? Now, I'm pretty sure that's against the law, yes. like, big time. Yes. There's got to be, like, actual, like, election uh, supervising officials that that maintain chain of custody. Where did those votes go? Is this why some of these votes are just kind of showing up, thousands of votes in the middle of the night, benefiting one side? I mean, I don't know. It's just so crazy. So uh, uh, Governor Rick Scott, who's the Senate uh, Republican candidate, is su- trying to sue the crap out of them. He's trying to say, look, you, you're not being tr- uh, transparent. You're not telling us where these votes are. You're not even telling us when you're going to make this stuff available. So he's suing them. Marco Rubio went on a tear
1: yes, yesterday and today. Yes, I suggest everyone go look at his Twitter feed if they have not already. He's got so much to say on it. Very insightful, right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, just, he's laying out the facts, yeah. but he's also saying, look, uh, I'm all about the recount. There's going to be a recount. I'm all for that because that's Florida state law. There's nothing to argue there. Mm-hmm. What's to argue is just these little things like in Broward County that are very, very illegal. Right. That mm-hmm. really no one in the nation's really talking too much about. Are really not making a difference. I don't know if they're actually investigating some of these things like what you just saw. I don't know.
1: And before we go to break, I mean, I guess my question would be, uh, let's say that Governor Scott does, you know, he he's suing. So let's say that that they say, okay, you're right, that did happen. What happens next?
0: (laughs) That's a good question. Well, I mean, because then you don't
1: know which votes are true and which votes are not. And so how do you, where do you go from there?
0: They they would definitely, uh, I think that we would be shocked with what we find. I I think this goes a lot deeper. Uh, There was also, there was another case, this just came out yesterday as well, where over 100 votes they caught and said they they had to throw them out because they said they were from people voting twice. Mm -hmm. Uh. Florida, what is wrong? Like, there is a lot of crazy stuff going on. I think Florida should just let
3: Dave Barry decide all the stuff. As a humorist from Florida, I'd be perfectly fine with him being the one elector in that state.
1: (laughs) Florida, what is wrong? How much time do you have? Right. (laughs) All right, back in a minute.
2: It's always Florida.
0: No, what? What? Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour. On tour this fall.
1: We covered what's going on in Florida. Andrew, tell us what's going on in California.
3: Uh, so in, in California, the uh, the Democrats took the the governorship, which is no surprise there. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was the reaction of the teachers union in Florida to, uh, I'm sorry, in California, um, to uh, to the Republican candidate uh, John Cox's proposal on what to do with education. So one of the things he wanted to do is introduce merit pay, and my understanding of his policy was teachers are getting paid this much right now, we're gonna pay them this much more, and that's gonna be based on merit. Right. And the teachers unions, or at least the the representatives that I've been reading, were like, nope, nope, no, 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 we don't want that because that's going to introduce competition to the system, and competition should not exist in education. The horror. So, oh. so again, we would rather have less money, but maintain this old system. And the way these these systems work, and I, and I want to like clarify this ahead of time. I'm very pro teacher. I like teachers. I want I I would I want to give teachers twice as much as they currently make, mm-hmm. but the teachers unions are doing a couple of things here. They tend to want, and in the case of California specifically, want pay to be based off of senior. Minority. So it's not based off of how good you are. It's based off of how long you've been there. So if, if you're like a young hotshot uh, teacher that goes into like a really bad school because you want to make a difference, and you're doing great in really strenuous circumstances, the person that might be in like kind of an easy suburb is going to going to do better financially because they can coast on that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, I understand that there are, there are some problems with that. There's probably, I would imagine it's very difficult to ascertain who's doing well because you have to be careful about maybe the person in a, in a good school is going to have students that are scoring better, someone in a bad school. So there's, there's complications there. But the, the, the main thing that I look at when I hear these arguments is we have a 20th century, actually really a 19th century education system in the United States. Um, and this is fascinating stuff to get into. There's a guy named Horace Mann. Horace Mann was the first statewide Secretary of Education He was from Massachusetts. Um, at that time, this is like maybe 1850 or so, um, in the United States, most education was done in schoolhouses where you know all of your grades were in one location. Um, it, it was just kind of one teacher. Yeah. This guy went over to Prussia and was like, this is great. Because Prussia had developed two things. It had developed an industrial model. We're going to treat treat kids like factory items. We're gonna, that's why they're all going to be in the same grade so we can advance them mm-hmm. like they're on a conveyor belt. And we're going to teach them to be good soldiers for the Prussian state. Mm-hmm. And those were the two goals of it. And we took it and it was, a, it was an advancement then, but we live in the internet age now. We live in like a, a different world and we, we can get past this. We can do some really cool out of the box stuff. And we're, we're fighting about how to fund a 200 year old system that we haven't updated yet. And I, I wish we would do something different that's better for the teachers and for the kids. Mm-hmm.
1: It just kills me the way that unions uh, have just kind of progressed in the United States. Because you look at, there was a reason for them to start. Right. Like we didn't have federal laws. We didn't you know, we didn't have workers rights. We didn't have all of that. So I get why they started. But it just seems to be they've just taken such a strong hold on everything. They're just the bullies. Well,
3: and with like I, I mean, I'm I'm perfectly fine with a union in a private sector mm-hmm. uh, where like it makes sense to me. Like I like we, we could. Glenn's not here. We can we can aggregate our, our, <laughs> our perspective as, as, you know, talent and, and like try and uh, have a better leverage. That makes sense. And I think that's completely within your right to do as an American. But it does change when you're in a public sector, Mm -hmm. because that's something that I don't have right of exit from as a taxpayer. I do. I don't have to go to Netflix, but I do have to use the education system. You know, I can my money has to go there either way. Uh, And uh, I think it's interesting, like FDR thought that, like, public sector unions were treasonous. Like he like he was very pro-union. No one's accusing FDR of being anti-union. But he thought, like, no, sorry, if you're using a government monopoly, which is what education is. Um, then you shouldn't have that that specific leverage.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: Jason. Let's talk about automation.
0: Oh my gosh, this is this is freaky. This has got crazy freaky. So we—I don't remember. The, I wish I'd looked up these numbers before we can We we went live here, but uh, the, it's an insane amount of jobs that are supposed to be gone in the next, I think, ten to twenty years. Like they're not uh-huh. exactly sure when AI is really going to catch on, like that first little stage. And the, but jobs are going to start disappearing. It's freaky it's 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 scary if you look at manufacturing jobs, most manufacturing jobs are just going to be gone. We're, we're drivers, which is the biggest job in America. transportation, yeah. another huge one again, gone. I mean you're looking at it's 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 tens of millions of jobs in the next 10, 15, 20 years, something like that. it's it's almost it's apocalyptic. but it's funny like you always think, yeah but my job is going to be safe. Well, you would typically <laughs> think that from yeah. like you know I don't know, like maybe journalists or something yeah. like that. Us? Uh, Like, us? Like, hey, we're safe, right? Well, I I, I get here every day and go, oh, God, they let me in again. Italy. (laughs) Um, So I was thinking that, and then I saw this. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinhua News Agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua, the development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. (laughs) Okay, so that that is a real guy, but what you're seeing right there is completely computer generated. So it's just that they took this guy's likeness, and now the AI, the artificial intelligence, watches what's in the news, and then on his own uploads news updates on its own. It's completely autonomous. It does this on its own, so it like it's been told in its algorithm to watch these different things in the news. So it watches those specific things, and then it learns. So like we were talking in the break, like you can obviously tell that yeah, right. his delivery right. not great. Right. It's about right. as emotional not as great. Brit Hume. <laughs> right. Right. Actually, it's a peaking level of certain anchors that <laughs> I know. Maybe what? they just insert yeah. a Brit Hume guy, like yeah, feeds directly yeah, into. Yeah, you, could, you could uh, really automate Brit, Brit Hume there, yeah. But it, but he's going to learn. Yeah, so the right, more yeah. he hears like intonation, you know, and how just how people speak. He He's going to learn to do that so that's insane i've already heard about this even in sport like i was listening to sports talk radio coming in the other day and there is an ai that if you cannot make it to the uh you know to the press conference in a locker room or whatever after a game then they do have like a phone that they'll just sit there and they'll just let it record and it will listen to so the things that are going and when it goes to their their turn it'll ask a question based off of what everybody else asked wow Jeez. That's this stuff is coming All right, back in a minute.
1: That is terrifying.
0: This
3: is wild. One of my friends pointed out that, like... uh, like...
2: Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast.
1: a brand new podcast launching. Um, I'm really upset because I was hoping for the name Andrew is Switzerland.
0: Yeah, that's
3: uh, a. Uh, there's been a push for Andrew is Switzerland from the Twitter community, and that's, I
1: it, because I remember I pointed out yeah. on the show yeah, that yeah. you are always Switzerland. I'm
3: usually the one going. Now hold on. Yes. We're, we're all friends. I'll take money from everyone. Yeah. I'll hide your gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I might. I might put a Swiss flag up on the on the desk for the uh, Facebook Live. I've I've got a podcast coming out Monday. It's called Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. And
1: boy, is something off uh, and with something, Andrew. And something. Let
3: me just look at my hair. That's emblematic. <laughs> of the, the deep inner turmoil going on. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. It's uh, uh, going to be, I'm looking for this to be a, a independent-oriented release valve for the news cycle. I think, like, we are we tend to have this, uh, uh, tend to get mad and angry, and, and I, there's plenty of that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking to have kind of like a fun cardboard box we can all hang out inside of. All and, right. uh,
1: yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, give
3: it a shot. Come so up. iTunes? iTunes, uh, something's off. with Andrew Heaton, out on Monday. All right,
1: see you in overtime.
0: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe.
1: Jason, I don't really watch South Park anymore, but you uh, pulled this as a, as
0: a topic. What's going on with South Park? All right, so let me, let me set this up beforehand. So South Park... Is always been kind of famous for making fun of everybody. They make fun of everybody. They make fun of both political sides. They make fun of all religions. They make fun of everything. And it's really crazy because the stuff they say is so anti-politically correct. But everyone just kind of accepts it, whether you're on the right, the left. It just kind of came out recently that they're either libertarian or they're uh, re- Republican, or at least conservatives. And really, no one seemed to care. Like, yeah. everyone everyone on the left was like, okay, whatever, it's South Park. I, I have a lot of friends that watch John Oliver and then South Park and
3: don't, don't catch the, don't get that. the, the brazen prediction <laughs> right. like, there. Right.
0: Like, everyone knows that they're unapologetically not politically correct, and they're going to hit mm-hmm. everybody. They're the only ones that have been able to get away with it. And right. think about comedy. You you know this better than anybody, probably, Andrew, is it? it's pr- so hard to be a comedian these yeah. days because you're so scared to offend anyone. Yep. So South Park is basically like this lone island in the middle of the ocean that can say whatever they want. Now I was so pissed off when I saw that they just I think it was uh, was it either Wednesday's episode or yesterday maybe Wednesday's episode their last episode they did kind of a basically a mea culpa. Um, apologizing for what they did to Al Gore. So basically they they were making fun of Al Gore back before he did the Inconvenient Truth movie where they kind of made uh, the climate change into this man-bear-pig, like, monster. Mm -hmm. So everyone was, you know, he was like, I'm super serial, this is so scary, it's gonna kill everyone. (laughs) They were just making fun of him. Well, they did a rollback of that this week um, saying okay that was re- you know sorry mr Gore you know you, you were right this is a scary you know an, a scary issue I
3: was like what are you doing was that did, was that on the show that the characters were saying that or did the,
0: did Trey Parker and, and Matt actually come out and do like a like a you know apology or no no it was on the show okay. so um, like everyone knew like and they didn't even come out and say climate change they were just they, they just kind of embodied that in this man bear pig you know ridiculous monster yeah. Yeah, yeah. but anyway so yeah they, so they didn't actually say but they made the characters on the on the TV basically say that and it's like why why, why did you, like, if, if you had this belief before, you believed it so strongly, why are you changing it now? Like, and, but, and they've never cared what anybody, so did they have, like, a complete change in ideology on, Doubt on, on it. this, or? Doubt it. Can, I, can I proffer
3: a guess? Having not yeah. seen this episode, I'm curious. They, I think they, they tend to really, really hit hypocrisy and grandstanding. Um, but I don't know that they took a position in that original episode that... I mean, I remember the one about Al Gore, and it seemed they were making fun of Al Gore itself. I don't know that they were so much making fun of climate change. So were they, like, saying, like, basically, hey, like, climate change is a thing, or were they, like, apologizing for making fun of Al Gore? Because I I could see them doing both simultaneously, like, we'll make fun of Al Gore, but we do think Man, Bear, Pig is a real phenomenon.
0: Yeah, it it appeared like they were doing this, like... It appeared to me like a 180, but it's possible. I think I know what you're you're saying is it's very possible they could have just been making fun of Al Gore Doors, you know, this is going to kill us. Not, not that this is not a thing that's happening, but his like obsessant like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die, you know, because yeah. of this, and like overhyping it. I don't know. I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed because if, if even the, uh, I guess this is why it matters to me because if, if even they're the ones that could only get away with this before. But now they're kind of reneging. Mm-hmm. Does this make it worse going forward? Yeah. So mm-hmm. now that they've apologized, you know what I mean? If, if they were got, if they were gotten to. That anybody else is basically, we're just going to continue to see this degradation of I would also be, if if it is them um, recanting based on political correctness,
3: which I don't, I don't suspect it is, but if it is, I would be very curious as to why that one thing, where it's like the community can't tolerate your 1998 views of Al Gore, (laughs) that just seems like a very strange thing to have pop up. Yeah.
1: I feel like before we move on, I really have to, I I have to hear Pat's Al Gore. (laughs) And we, I I have to hear it.
2: I... I mean, you're really putting me on the spot here, <laughs> but it's our SUVs that are causing this problem, Sarah.
3: Thank you. Pretty good. Um,
1: okay, Andrew, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Uh, Lindsey Graham's kind of doing a slow walk
3: back. Uh, He, uh, in July of 2017, it's not that long ago, said that if Jeff Sessions were to get canned, that there would be holy hell to pay, (laughs) because at that time, uh, Lindsey Graham's position was that that would be Trump um, uh, removing rule of law in order to protect himself from actual machinations of government investigating him, and uh, Lindsey Graham has since uh, completely walked back from that. I, I watched his interview on Fox earlier, and he went... Well, you know, what I really meant to say was that the president should have an attorney general he can work with, and this is not a, uh, and, you know, I... He's angling for the job. Oh, yeah. he's, well, he's angling for oh, the yeah. job. But the, the, the reason this matters to me, the deeper thing for this to me, and I, I'll confess, I don't understand all the machinations of the Mueller investigation, so I'm going to set that aside for a moment. I think that the the Republican Party, which has historically been a coalition of a bunch of different ideologies, is basically just turning into a... Are you with Trump or against Trump? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not an actual ideological agenda there. That's just like mm. a, a personality-driven thing. And Lindsey Graham, who historically has been pretty good at like kind of be, he's you know he's just a less flashy version of McCain, uh, and uh, and he's he's been pretty good at having his own mind. He seems to have gotten sucked into that as well. Of like, yeah, okay, I'm on i on Team Trump, and I, I I wish the Republican Party would be full of. Um, independent-minded people that make their own choices.
2: So Wouldn't I'm, that be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't that yeah, be yeah. nice? It would be, yeah. Well, we, we just had Trump the other day. Did you see the part of his big, I think it was an hour and a half press conference, where he uh, shamed all the Republicans Openly who lost? Openly mocked all the Republicans. Yeah. Openly like, mocked. Yeah. I've never seen anything like oh, it. Never seen anything like it. But he went name by name, right. naming them. Me, me, a love, me a love, had no love for yeah, me. No right. Love. Yep. And it was all about him. Yeah. Yep. And it was all about whether or not they invited him to campaign for them. And because they didn't, his his uh, his theory went: they lost because he didn't campaign for them. It was unbelievable. But I think it's also a sign to the rest of Republicans: any holdouts, you better get on board because if you don't, I'm coming for you. Who yeah.
0: was who was that congressman that was running against Arrington? Was that in was that South Carolina? Uh, I cannot remember. Pro- probably on my list of problem solving caucus because those guys got hammered. So, so well, Ar- so Arrington lost, um, but the incumbent was I, ca- I cannot believe this name is uh, escaping me. But the incumbent was a very solid conservative at the time. But the only thing that he was against was he was ag- against Trump's re- uh, 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 rhetoric. He didn't like the mm-hmm. way he, d- he talked about things. He was against trade, mm-hmm. uh, the way he was handling trade. And so, basically, what I think normal, like just Not they wouldn't be classified as Trump supporters. They'd be classified as who? Cunningham. Cunningham. That's right. Um, They they would just be uh, classified as just regular you know conservative Republicans, not Trump you know Trump Republicans. Um, So he like does a tweet and said this guy's not for you know he he's not a Trump supporter. He's not MAGA. Yada yada yada. I back Arrington. So then. Everybody else in the state, they were like, yeah, so they, in the primary, they dumped the, the incumbent actual conservative, went behind Arrington, and then, of course, Arrington goes on and loses. So then the Democrats picked up a house. Yeah. So it's like, just because, mm-hmm. just risking an actual conservative member in Congress, he was willing to just put up a crazy candidate it, just because they were a Trump guy. It's all girl. about, I mean, it's all about Trump. And it's like he needs to be the center of the universe.
3: He needs to be the center of attention. Uh, He needs to be... um, And it's again, it's a a personality. And you must
2: agree with every one of his policies. You can't even oppose any of his policies or you are out of that little circle and they're coming for you. Um, I've been amazed to see how... Even the conservative position is not the right one in the Republican Party anymore. Yeah. It's the Trump position. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter how extreme the Trump position is or whether it's in line with our normal principles and values. You must adopt it.
1: On the subject of Trump, uh, he had a press conference earlier and had some in- interesting things to say. I think he's doubling down on his little spat with the media. Watch.
0: Yeah. The USMCA. That's going to
1: be involved in the Russia probe. That's up to him. Do you want him to rein in Robert Mueller? Or do you want Whitaker to rein in Robert Mueller? What a stupid question that is. <laughs> what a stupid question.
2: But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> And, and, <laughs> I didn't think it was that stupid a question. I, you I mean, didn't.
0: I did. You know, Reagan. Like,
1: used when you used to have that guy's that? that. Well, to just and so for listeners who couldn't quite make that out, she asked, um, "Do you want Whitaker to rein in Mueller from the probe?" And obviously,
2: the answer is yes, I guess. But you know, but, he, you, but, and, but what is but, he going to say? But yeah, I totally said, want to obstruct this investigation. Yeah. Yeah, you Got because, me on that. Because one. Because
1: originally, he said he's going to he's going to do what he feels he needs to do, mm-hmm. and then she keeps pushing. <laughs> And
0: that's when he goes in for the kill.
2: It's just amazing to see the President of the United States do that to people. I
0: wanted a camera on her face. I would love to see how she was like, Whoa, crap. I,
2: yeah. I think they're probably it by now. They, they're yeah. probably a little I, used to I, it.
3: I think we might be living in a sitcom. Yeah.
2: And, and I've just, I'm just try- I'm trying to figure out
3: who is the, the primary person in the sitcom. I can't tell if it's Trump or like a Trump impersonator. I think that would make an interesting sitcom. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm a background extra.
1: Uh, all right. Today's poll question is widespread voter fraud or voter suppression an issue that concerns you let us know on the blazes twitter that is at the blaze thank you gentlemen for joining us no, no. And, thank uh, you oh, thank, thank you're you. welcome you're welcome we'll see you guys monday
2: it's a pleasure it really was, was it? it really was <laughs> it was an honor more than a pleasure it was it was an oh honor. please
1: please okay <laughs>
2: keep going
0: like what you're hearing Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or
2: on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.